This morning on the third hour of today, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Turbulence on the rise, and some experts say climate change is to blame. Where it's really bad, how much worse could it get? And the one thing everyone can do to stay safe. Then, back in the game. I'm here to announce that I plan on making a comeback to the NFL. Less than four months after collapsing on the field, Bills player DeMar Hamlin cleared once again to play inside his recovery and his plans for the future. And we've got some Hollywood star power in Studio 1A. Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons on their dramatic new series based on a shocking true story. And Oscar winner Rachel Weisz on playing twins in a new spin on an 80s thriller. Today, Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. The whole gang's here. I am Dylan here with Al, Craig, and our birthday Yay. girl, Chanel. Happy birthday. Happy 50th. Thank you. Oh. I'm 50. No, 45. Oh, 45. 45. You think it. there wouldn't have been balloons and like a whole big... Well, we do have something. Oh, Mikey. Oh. Bring it out. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that cake. Little red velvet. Ooh. Nicely done. Thank you. That looks heavy. Wait, this is, looks dense. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yum. Oh, we got thank your favorite champagne. So That's right. I am. Complete with bubbles. So. Thank you. Darn thank you. thankful for you guys at this table. Oh. Like you guys are. As we are for you. When you live in a city and you don't have any family in the city, you know, quite often your colleagues become I can't your family. Wait to that too, because I don't have family. Yes, yeah, so you guys are my family, and thank you. Well, oh, happy you. birthday. Happy birthday. Don't, don't go get no emotional. I know. We'll celebrate more in California. That's right. In 45, you're going to be alive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing, Al. Thank that's you. Right. I like is that. that 45, join your beehive. Oh, it's a beautiful cake, by the that way. That is. is. Look, can you smell can that I, cake? I, that's really. <laughs> and um, they spelled my name right. We're good. Of course, we spelled it right. <laughs> Thank you. Guys. Uh, we're going to keep the celebration going this week, by the way, because in 48 hours, folks, mm. we're going to trade in these champagne glasses for wine glasses. We are two days away from that big trip to Sonoma County, California. We cannot wait to head west, see all that Sonoma, Sonoma County has to offer. And we are hosting a first ever huge Start Today event. You don't want to miss it this Friday. going to be food, fun, lots of surprises. The show and the event both sponsored by Sonoma County Tourism. We are so... How's the can we Can we please well, show America what Craig just did to the cake? Well, don't show well, now, And then Al just did it too. Well, we don't have any forks. They put their I big just want to taste it. It's really good. good frosting. Does this make my cake? Where is this from? It's really good Red velvet. Yum. Katie probably made it. Okay, we'll find out. Thank you, guys. Of course, uh, we're going to hear some news coming up right now that maybe is not great news for a bunch of folks about to hop on a cross-county flight. But... This morning, we're going to begin with a rise in turbulence. I've uh, noticed and, oh, that. Gerard's got a knife! Oh, look out! Oh, oh, it's for the cake. So I thought he finally snapped it. You're a mess. We've been, we've been driving Thank him crazy you. all this time, finally. Anyway, researchers in the U.S. and Britain say turbulence huh. is getting worse. And guess what? Climate change is to blame. Ah. NBC's Com, Com Costello covers aviation for us. He's joining us from Costello International Airport to let us know what we need to know before our next flights. Hey, Tom. Hi. 
Yeah, this story is right up your angle, your alley, uh, Al and Dylan's, right? Because the meteorologists and the climate experts we've talked to say it's not your imagination. In fact, turbulence has gotten worse over the preceding, what, 10, 15, 20, 30 years or so. And they blame carbon dioxide emissions that are warming the planet. And here's the thing. They say it's only going to get worse over the coming decades, especially if you're going coast to coast, L.A. to New York, or if you're going all the way to London. It happens every single day, 5,500 times each year. Severe turbulence can send service carts, food, drinks, and passengers flying. Do we have any trained medical personnel? Sometimes causing serious injuries, lacerations, broken bones, and concussions. I saw like a few, like a handful of people with lacerations on their head and blood. Down. Seven were injured in March when a Lufthansa flight from Texas to Germany hit severe turbulence over Tennessee. On board, actor Matthew McConaughey, who talked about it on Kelly Ripa's podcast. It was a hell of a scare. A complete loss of control. Atmospheric researchers in the U.S. and Britain say so-called clear air turbulence has only gotten more severe over the decades. Turbulence is increasing, and it's because of climate change. Um, so the, we know that the amount of wind shear in the jet stream is now 15% stronger than it was when satellites first began observing it in the 1970s. And researcher Paul Williams predicts turbulence will get two to three times worse in the years to come, affecting flights at high altitudes in the northern hemisphere. There's been no noticeable increase in the jet stream winds across the northern hemisphere. But what we are seeing is that the differentiating in height that's where we're seeing the winds changing different directions. And that's when you get the clear air turbulence and the bumpy flights. Clear air turbulence is invisible to radar. Most pilots rely on fellow pilots' radio reports to know where it is. If you imagine the, the airflow over this wing experiencing a sudden updraft, this wing will be pushed up violently and instantaneously and, and the airplane will tilt to the left. On commercial planes, flight attendants who are up and about suffer 78% of the injuries. Skies have definitely gotten more turbulent, and during the course of my 26-year career, uh, turbulence was always the biggest threat on the job. I will say seatbelts, seatbelts, seatbelts. That is the most important part of this. Yeah, okay, listen up, please, especially new parents, or if you know a new parent, you've got to strap the infant in and the toddler into a car seat in the seat next to you. If you're in a bad turbulent situation and you're trying to hold a child on your lap, you won't be able to hold on to them. They are going flying in many, many cases, and they can be seriously injured. That's why everybody recommends FAA, the flight attendants, the NTSB, put the baby in a car seat next to you. Yes, you have to pay for the extra seat, but it could really mean uh, preventing a serious injury. You guys, back to you. All right, Tom, great advice. Just learned That's a lot true. there. I had yeah. no idea that climate change could yeah. lead to turbulence. And it's just going to get worse, unfortunately. And I've My certainly goodness. noticed it more lately. So have I. Like, I, I pray when there's turbulence. I just, you know, I just feel grounded when I do that. And I just notice I've been having to do that a lot more yeah, lately. praying a lot lately. Yeah. Well, well, like you said, it's, I mean, it's, well, because I was like, I was going to try to come up with like a happy thing to say. At you the know what would be fun? Download the movie Airplane before we get <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, now to an incredible update that we are so excited to bring you. This is a big one. They'll be talking about this all over the country today. Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin cleared to play football again. It's incredible. It was just a little more than three months ago. 
three months ago that yeah. Hamlin went into cardiac arrest on the field yesterday. He spoke about the decision to return and how this entire experience has changed him. It was a blessing even just to make it to the NFL. Um, but to make it out of my situation um, with almost without a scratch on me and to have all the blessings come in my way. I've been beating statistics my whole life, you know, and some people might say that coming back to play might not be the best option. Um, but that's their opinion. And um, like I said, I've been beating statistics my whole life, so I like my chances here. Hmm. Wow. NBC's Kaylee Hartung is live with more. Kaylee, I mean, obviously it was so great to hear those words from his mouth, but what, what are the coaches saying about his readiness to play? Is this all, you know, good to have him back on the field? Well, DeMar Hamlin says, guys, that he is taking this journey one day at a time. And, and that means building his body back physically from zero to 100 to be NFL ready. And this announcement comes just as the Bills' voluntary offseason workout program starts this week. You see, he's already out there right in the middle of it. But he acknowledged the hardest hurdle here has been mentally. He says he has been riding a roller coaster of emotions. And according to Bills' GM, Brandon Bean, DeMar is in a great headspace to make this comeback. The team is providing providing all the mental help they can from a mind, body, spirit standpoint. And DeMar says his heart is still in the game. It's something he wants to prove to himself, not anybody else. Uh, Kaylee, we've, we've gotten to see him practice a little bit as well. We just saw some of the video from the workout there as well. Do we know if he's going to have to take any extra precautions as, as he tries to get back into playing shape? Well, according to a cardiologist I spoke to, in a word, no. Hmm. This this rare trauma to the heart that he experienced, known as commotio cordis, it's something you can completely recover from without any residual effects. And given that multiple specialists say his heart is in normal and good shape, he can resume life as normal, even though there is nothing normal about being an NFL player. He's at no greater risk today than he was before the incident. That's, That's what the experts so interesting. Tell me. Wow. Kaylee Hartel. Thank you, Kaylee. Okay. okay. I mean, Peter King, the uh, sports journalist, noted earlier, there's the there's a comeback player of the year award mm -hmm. every year in the NFL. And if he steps on the field next yeah. year to play, yeah. Boom. the award's his. I would think so. So put this in perspective for me, because I just told Craig, I mean, I didn't realize a lot of people, and I know I'm not alone, we didn't realize his position. We didn't know him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I said, oh, are they going to give them him the ball? And then somebody's going to be afraid to tackle him. But he's no. defense. He's on defense. So, well, so we don't he can force a fumble, scoop it up. Run I mean, but that's the truth. I mean, you know, if I'm his family in the stands, I'm like, you want to hit, you're scared <laughs> to hit him. No, I'm serious. That's, you, that's, you know, you don't want to hit him. That's a legitimate concern, I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Coming up next, we're revealing the top companies according to LinkedIn. What sets them apart and what they look for in an employee. Then later, Elizabeth Olsen, Jesse Plemons, live here in studio. They have a new drama based on a shocking small town crime. Third hour today, I'll be right back. I love your dress. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're... Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. That's... Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I the mean, country. It is the twists, the turns, the With craziness. the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts and Dateline producers on the ground. Murder. Break it down for us. Just You'll as... get fresh insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay the in the least. know and up yes, to date. So tell us what he said. It Follow was... Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. 
There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. This morning at Consumer Confidential, some important information for anyone who might be thinking about a job change. LinkedIn is out with its annual list of top companies highlighting employers that are helping their workers grow, helping them to succeed as well. Here with an exclusive first look this morning, one of our favorite Ooh. guests, LinkedIn's editor-in-chief, Dan Roth. Good morning. Who looks Good different morning. today. Back. We like it. You're growing your hair out. Growing yeah. your hair out. Like, yeah. We like it. We looks, like it. Looks looks Craig Thank always you. notices when somebody does something different with their hair. Yeah, he does. He's I very do. observant. Uh, <laughs> drum roll, please. Yeah. But before we get into that, Criteria. How do we decide sure. which companies were the best? So these are a list of the data focus list on the companies that are best for people's careers. Okay. Mm. So not necessarily the places that are the best places to work. Mm-hmm. It is the best places for you, even if you're not going to stay at these companies. Mm. We look at places that are investing in employee skills, where you move up when you're within the company and where you get a better job when you leave the company. Are recruiters searching for people who work at these companies? And do employees form tight bonds with each other mm. to give you the kind of network that you need when you leave or for the rest? Great career. that you're doing right. this. Yes. What's your yeah. top, top five? Top five. Yeah. So Amazon, uh, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and then last one is Alphabet. What's which is, I don't know. Alphabet. Alphabet. Google. Alphabet. Google. Google. Yeah, oh, Google. Google. Yes. So okay. Dan, it's kind of surprising that out of the top five, three of them are banks. I wouldn't think about that. Yeah, we have ten banks on the list this year. These mm. banks in the last few years have had to really compete for top talent, especially with the tech companies. Mm. And so they have invested heavily in their employee experience. You're seeing them widen where they hire from. A lot of them are going uh, are, are now front and center at historically black colleges and universities. Mm. Wells Fargo in particular has spent a lot of time trying to fo- hire from the military community. They've hired like 11,000 vets mm-hmm. in the last few years. Yeah, and then what's really interesting about the banks is they invest in people's financial skills and management skills. So it's mm. a great place as an employee, as a launch pad for your career, and you can earn while you learn, which is very attractive mm. to employees. I like this fact that values are becoming more important. Why, why do uh, employees want values within the company they work for? Sure. So we've heard this from Gen Z in particular, where mm. they're like, I want to work at places that line up with my personal values. It now is across the board uh, true. So we did a recent survey, 71% of Americans say they are looking for companies where the values line up with their mm. personal values. Mm. Two-thirds of people said they would say no to a job if there was a values mismatch. Oh, wow. And these companies know it. They are investing in their social good, in their social wow. impact, in environmental causes. Mm-hmm. Um, Oracle gives you 40 hours a, a, a year to go do uh, personal service. Seamus That's spent a billion dollars last year investing in That's companies awesome. that are run by underrepresented groups. So these companies are putting their money where their That's mouth great. is. That's yeah. great. That's great. We heard a lot about the perks and benefits that employers use to attract talent during the pandemic. Is that still something that... You you know, is it a thing? Because yeah. now at this point, it used to be, you know, there were so many jobs. Now I feel like it's it's going back the other direction. But first of all, there are still a lot of jobs. Yeah. So on this list alone, there are 100,000 open jobs. Oh, wow. Um, every one of the companies is hiring. Mm. Uh, but the to your question, though, about the, um, the, the perks, the perks. 
There are every one of these companies offers perks. The interesting thing is that the companies are really focused now on perks that help you in your personal life or to deal with this rift that we have seen between people not being able to handle health concerns at home. Mm. A lot of the pandemic revealed that Amazon has a super interesting program where if your spouse works for a company that doesn't offer parental leave, you can donate some of your parental leave time oh. to them so they can take a unpaid leave. Oh, stay wow. home with the kids. Wow. A lot of companies are thinking about things like that. Educational benefits. That's Fidelity fantastic. offers a concierge program where they'll plan events for you and do personal shopping. Wow. Who is this? Fidelity offers that. That's amazing. Who's all leaving now? No, no, no. That's their service. That's really interesting. To your point, though, about this 100,000 or so jobs that are available right now, Folks who might be watching or listening, like, what should they know about these companies? What are they looking for in in prospective employees? Yeah, three big things they're looking for. Number okay. one is show your skills. Make sure they want to know that you have skills, but more they want to know that you are open to gaining new skills. Hmm. This kind of growth mindset is super important to them because every one of these companies is changing. Two is be your authentic self. They're hmm. increasingly hiring and saying, we want to hire people who are, we don't want fake people. We want yeah. you to bring your real self to work. And then the last one is they want to know you've done your research. Uh, Come in with questions and know their values and say that you are, want to be part of them and ex- be able to explain why. That's great. <laughs> great so the jobs are still there. Jobs are there. Jobs Dan are there. We always learn something. Thank you. Awesome. Good list. And again, congrats on the new haircut. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Beautiful. Well, when we come back, an acting dream team, and uh, they both have fantastic hair, uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. They're live to fill us in on their new series based on a true crime in a small town. Third hour of the day, I'll be right back. Two talented actors teaming up in a dramatic new series. Jesse Plemons' breakout role was right here on NBC on Friday Night Lights, <sighs> and he earned an Emmy nomination for his role as Ed Blomquist in Fargo. Those are both, both great mm-hmm. series. Uh, meanwhile, we know Elizabeth Olsen from Blockbuster Films, like her role in the 2014 film Godzilla, <laughs> and then her turn as Wanda Maximoff, who, of course, became the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe. That's that show you turned Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> One of the best shows. <laughs> but enough of fanboying. Uh, <laughs> now they are coming together to tell the true story of two small-town Texas families who seemingly have everything together until an affair leads someone to pick up an axe. We'll meet only on weekdays, and um, I'll be in charge of fixing lunch on the days that we meet so that we just have more time. And I'll, I'll also be in charge of, of getting the motel room. Same reason. It just gives us more quality time. Shall we set a date for the affair? To begin? Let's go December 12th. December 12th. This year. Mm, yeah. The organization is everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth and Jesse, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here. So, Elizabeth, this story is based on a true story, uh, and, and you play Candy Montgomery. Uh, how did you get into this mindset of somebody like this that we've seen, that, who seems somewhat cold, somewhat calculating? I I think it's it's nice to have source material, whether it's a fictional character that's from a book or from real life. And so... I mean, I guess luckily there is um, a book that we used um, as a as a as a as our main resource mm. um, called Evidence of Love, and it's the only interviews that the the woman Candy Montgomery actually participated in after her trial. Mm. Um, and so it's really the only source that I have 
that gives me an understanding of who she is and how she was raised. And so it was, it was very helpful. So I use that as a tool and I don't know, playing characters that make questionable decisions is something I actually enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) It works well. (laughs) And Jesse, in the same vein, when you're portraying somebody, a real life character, how are you able to still work yourself into Mm. the character? Um, I think that's kind of, there's not an, an alternative to that. You know, you only have, I guess, so much. Um, it's, it's kind of impossible not to bring some aspect to yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anytime you're playing a, a person that actually lived, there is, there is some added pressure. I always think about if, the, if it was reversed and someone was making a miniseries or a documentary on me, that mm-hmm. would be a very, uh, a very unusual feeling. You know? Right. So, yeah. There is that pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to play you in this in this? This oh. hypothetical series about <laughs> that's a good I question. Don't want it to happen, so yeah. uh, oh, it's going to happen one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, Elizabeth, working on projects like these can be a little intense. What was it like to have him as your partner, and vice versa? What would you say about her? I'll start with you. Oh, it was great. We, uh, it was great. Uh, <laughs> but he is sitting right there. We we yeah. luckily had um, a little bit of rehearsal time, which is a luxury, and we got to really discuss what we needed to so that when we were on the day shooting, we didn't actually have to waste time having those kinds of conversations and we got to have more fun with the doing and the playing. Um, And it was the beginning of our shoot. So we were kind of getting to know each other as actors and people while our characters were mm-hmm. um, just beginning their affair. <laughs> yeah. So chronologically, it kind of, it kind of worked out. It kind of worked out. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I have to ask Elizabeth, uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch, the Scar- are, are we going to see more? It's a hard question for me to answer because I feel like my words are always twisted every time I answer it. But see, like, this is a no-twist zone. No, yes. so my no-twist zone is, yes, I hope so, but I have no idea... When I say that, mm-hmm. it's not because I have a loaded answer. Mm-hmm. It's because I say, yes, I hope so, and I mean it at face value. But what does it really mean? <laughs> have you started filming? No, absolutely yeah. not. Okay. Have you seen a script? No. Okay. All right. Well, has there been a Zoom call? There's no contract. <laughs> there you go. Okay. okay. That's there right. you're like, oh, okay. Right. Now we Elizabeth breaking it down right there. Uh, I understand. Marvel call. It's, yeah. uh, all right, Elizabeth, Jesse, thank you thank so you much. Thank you. Great having you here. Love and Death premieres April 27th on HBO Max. Or by then, it may be just Max. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, they're changing it. All right. All right. When we come back, some of the hottest trends in skincare and beauty, including a hair hack that will give you a whole new look that Craig will notice. Then later, Oscar winner Rachel Weiss live in Studio 1A. Find out how she's handling double duty in her new series that reimagines an 80s thriller. We'll be right back. We are back with a look at the latest viral skincare and beauty trends from how to hydrate your skin to a new hack for your hair. Here to show us more is New Beauty Senior Editor at Large, Sarah Eggenberger. Good morning. Good morning. You always introduce us to uh-huh. such fun things. Um, and this is about skincare, so we're starting off with hydration. Right. This is called skin flooding. So this is a concept that is very popular on social mm-hmm. media right now, but it has been longstanding. So the whole process is just to flood your skin with moisture because okay. we all look better when we have a dewy, hydrated mm-hmm. skin. And so what 
what you do is you seamlessly integrate this into your system. So you cleanse as normal, and then you mist your face. And because you mist your face, you're just drenching your skin that moisture. Oh. So you just mm. spray it all okay. over. It feels great. And the other thing about this, too, is that when your skin is moist, your products absorb better into your skin. So you put it on so before makeup. You put it on before makeup and before your serums. So you oh. cleanse, mist, and then apply your serums, moisturizer, sunscreen, your regularly mm. scheduled skincare program. I have a question, because I'm a big fan of misting. I do this a lot. Yeah. Does it, it doesn't Ooh, it um, like tampen down the moisturizer. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it doesn't. Yeah. No, you don't. I'll spray this. It's a very fine mist. Ooh. And so it doesn't like flood your skin That's too what, much. Yeah. Like in a sense where you're not going to get um, too much of that hydration where it like cause you to liquidify. Mm-hmm. like some? Yes. It smells mm. delicious too. It's only $7 and wow. it lasts it. you forever. And it's That's a great source of hydration. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about exfoliating. And now I'm like dripping. Uh, <laughs> it's like I'm no, sweating. It's very, it's Retinol and chemical peels. Like a lot of people just can't do a lot of those exfoliating products. Exactly. But this is a workaround. This is. So this is called short contact therapy. And so the process here is that if you do get sensitized by using active ingredients, instead, just leave those actives on for 30 seconds to five oh. minutes and then rinse them off. Is it so enough? You can see here, Troy, using it. Yeah because over time, you'll be able to tolerate those active ingredients. And so it kind of builds you up to be mm-hmm. able to use it then for that long-standing time for overnight So eventually treatment. you'll get there. So eventually you'll get okay. there. So this is a great product. We love this by event because it's your vitamin A. It's great for sensitive skin, but if you need to work yourself up to it, just put it on for a little bit and then remove it and then keep trying that so you can build up to a longer period of time. Okay. Your skin. Um, I've tried these drops you put in your moisturizer for like a, a tan look. Yeah. They always have like a weird smell to it, but you say this does not. This is... I love this product. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So this is Lux Unfiltered. There's no scent to it. It's fragrance-free. And this is because you're seeing a lot of people with bronze look right now, and you don't want to put any wrinkles on your money maker. Right, so exactly. fake tan is the way to go. Oh, yeah. There's and no smell. what you just do is you simply add a couple of drops, depending on how deep you want to go with your tan, to your moisturizer. And so it hmm. blends seamlessly into your skin because you absorb it equally across your whole face. Does it get and streaky? It doesn't get streaky either because you're putting it on with your moisturizer. So you can uh-huh. see here, I use this every morning. Hmm. It's very easy to apply. You can put it into any skincare regimen without disrupting it. And again, you don't get the scent from it, which yeah. I love, especially since it's on your it's face. It's on your face. You have yeah. to come back and show us glow. how to put moisturizer on because I'm looking at that B-roll of you. Oh, yeah. you guys. A, I know there's, there's a whole system. technique there. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know the technique to put moisturizer? You always want to go up and you want to kind of massage your face because it helps with the lymphatic, that helps with the tissue, that helps again with the puffiness. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. Let's talk about sunscreen. So sunscreen. Sunscreen is so hard to find. It's trying like finding the perfect partner. Yep. You just need compatibility and consistency. <laughs> and so what we're looking for is when to wear your sunscreen all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. So the key is to find sunscreens that fit for every occasion. So like what you might wear in the morning underneath your makeup might not be what you wear in the soccer field mm-hmm. when you're watching right. your kids play. But this is a brand that we love because it's easy to reapply the mm-hmm. sunscreen. You can pop it into your purse and your gym bag, and it just goes How's right How does it feel on skin. your skin? So smooth. You should, nice. like, I can even just put it on. Like, it just it oh, okay. immediately blends into your skin. Mm-hmm. It also adds hydration, so I do love this for touch-ups because it kind of gives you a little bit of moisture. Oh, that's great. Well. So right. Cool is a great brand for sunscreens. Okay. okay. And, wow, this stuff, I think, always Oof. makes a list. Yeah. This is amazing, <laughs> right? So that sleek liquid hair is so in right mm-hmm. now, and this is how you create it. So if you still have celebrities with it, you just need this product to just calm down that frizz. It has the anti-humidity technology mm. in here, so moisture doesn't ruin your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have this, like, really smooth. And, like, this B-roll of me is in the hotel.
hotel using like a oh, hotel wow. blow dryer and wow. just this. Not and I've used it, so all hair types. Yeah, so yeah all hair types, mm-hmm. and it works great for just smoothing the hair. Need this going into the summer months where mm-hmm. the humidity picks up again. It's great. Good even stuff. for me with short hair, it doesn't weigh it down. Exactly. It's nice. so yeah. lightweight. Love it. Right, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. These are such great products. And for more information on these products, you can head to today.com slash shop. All right. Just ahead, it is Wellness Wednesday, the importance of good friendships and just how many you really may need. You might be surprised. But first, we have an Oscar winner in the house. Rachel Weiss is here to tell us about her intense new show where she pulls double duty as twins. Good morning. We'll be right back. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This morning, we are catching up with an award-winning actress who has been entertaining us for decades now. Rachel Weisz burst onto the Hollywood scene back in 1999. You remember that blockbuster, Mummy. Still good. Then in 2006, (laughs) she picked up the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in The Constant Gardener. Well, now her latest project is a reimagining of the 1988 thriller. It was called Dead Ringers. It was starring Jeremy Irons. And this time, Rachel plays brilliant twins, Elliot and Beverly Mantle. They're both doctors pushing boundaries in pursuit of their medical ambitions. Uh, So you describe this series and your dual roles in it. I was just reading this. The biggest challenge of my career, but most joyous, too. And you have so many great films under your belt. So that means a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was challenging. I can't even imagine. Because I was playing two characters who are codependent, identical twins, and they are inseparable. Do you have Um, another person? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Saying the lines. It's that way you can, yes. you know, I yeah, like, paint the, like I always go back to the Patty Duke show. And I, I remember watching that when I was little. I'm like, how did they do Like, how do you <laughs> act with like against yourself? I mean, to, to get it in the tone and mm-hmm. the, the inflection yeah. and the way mm-hmm. you said the line. I had a brilliant actress to, mm-hmm. to play opposite. She's called Kitty Hawthorne. Mm. She was still at drama school when she auditioned for the role. And so I acted opposite her. So she was Beverly ah. and then Elliot. But mm. you don't, but yeah, it's see you 
I did Elliot first because <laughs> yeah. she's the big sister and she sets the pace. She's mm-hmm. kind of the the kind of more pushy sister. And and then I would go into hair and makeup and costume change and be Beverly on the other side. But each time I had someone to talk That's to. Amazing. Would you ever forget which one you were? No, never. <laughs> never. It's, no. It, really is, it really is quite the feat. Yeah. Um, and I understand that you actually saw the original film, uh, the Jeremy Irons version, back when you were in, in your teens. Mm-hmm. What made you decide, you know what, all these years later... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remake it. I, I'd just never forgotten it when mm. I first saw it. It had haunted me and stayed in my imagination. It's, it's a really iconic, brilliant film, a masterpiece. And one day I was thinking about stories with women mm-hmm. in it, of mm. uh, women's parts, just basically so I could be in it. <laughs> and, um, and then I was thinking about sisters, you know, which mm. is a really like rich ground for drama. Lots of dramatic things can happen between. And then I just remember this film and I was like, oh, what if it was a teeny tiny idea? Yeah. What if we, re- it's not really a, exactly a remake, but what mm. if we took that re-imagined. story, yeah. reimagined, thank mm-hmm. you so much. That was the word I was, <laughs> I was looking for, reimagined it and set it now. And uh, mm. so, yeah. That was the idea. But as opposed to a movie, this is a, a, a series. Yes. So you have more time. So does that allow you to, to d- dig deeper into these characters and, and their motivations? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we would never want to remake that film because it's perfect mm-hmm. as it is. So, yes, yeah, six hours, you have so much more time to get to know the characters. And yeah, it's, it's quite a quite a ride, mm-hmm. I think. I hope. Yeah. I love that. Well, obviously, I'm like lost. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Speaking of acting partners, let's talk about Brendan Fraser for a moment because yeah. you, I know you reached out to him um, after his Oscar win for The Whale. You two worked together in The Mummy. Yes. And so many people were so happy for him, uh, including me. Yeah. I was just thrilled. I was, I had a good sob. I mean, a happy Aww. sob. Yeah. Um, when, when he won and yeah, I texted him and I, I mean, it's such a beautiful performance and it couldn't have happened to a, to a nicer chap. Mm-hmm. And we I were like that. kids together. So right. yeah. In fact, do you but, find now that the, you know, there's probably more, there's more attention to Brendan Fraser and his work, people are going back to the mummy. My son and I watched it just a couple of weekends <laughs> ago and it still holds up and it's still such yeah. a fun ride. Yeah. I love, I love the film and it's so, it's like so lovely that kids and some grown-ups are still mm-hmm. still watching it. Yeah, and and uh, I, you're married to Daniel Craig, and I, I understand. Am I? Uh, I? That's the word on the street. That's what it said in my name. So, James, Daniel, this is Daniel Craig. So, so yes. off time uh, is, is food. I understand food is a, kind of a center stage. Oh, part that's of your fun. Life. Yeah. Well, he is the cook. Really. Um, really? Yes, very much. What's his specialty? He does a mean chicken stew or a mean uh, Sunday roast. It's a a very English thing. We we have a Sunday lunch. Mm -hmm. It means you stick a couple of chickens in the oven. You make (laughs) roast potatoes, Yorkshire pudding, gravy, veg. Yorkshire pudding so good. So so (laughs) not healthy, but so good. (laughs) And um, then, yeah, people come over with kids. And it's like very, very informal Mm -hmm. Sunday lunch. It begins at one and ends at. Six. I love oh, it. Right. Keeps on going. I like yeah. that all day. I, I know. Yeah. Rachel, thank it's, you so much. It's what? not brunch. Oh. Okay. Well, I noticed What's you said that. Well, there are no eggs ever. Uh-huh. Like brunch is, a, is an eggy thing. Because I don't know. In England, I don't know. We have to ask the, <laughs> yeah, ask the Brits. Right. I don't but know. It's, yeah. Whatever it is, it sounds great. It sounds good. Yeah. And I don't know. So what was the pudding you mentioned? I've never Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. Oh, it's the greatest. It's like a popover. 
It's so unhealthy for It's like so yeah. bread and you cover it with gravy. It's Ooh. yum. Yeah. Yeah. Something anyway. Let's put into a cooking sink. Right? Oh. You have to come back for Today Food. Have them come back and cook thank for you. us. Uh, Rachel Vice, thank, thank you so much. Thank all right. All thank six you. episodes of Dead Ringers premiere Friday on Prime Video. I bet Video. the Daniel Craig Sunday roast is epic. Uh, That'll be great. It's, it's, like ben, it's like Benoit Blanc comes over and cooks for us. <laughs> all right. Well, when we come back, we're talking friendships and wellness Wednesday. How to make them, how to keep them, and why guys are in a friendship recession. Why? Because we don't care. Uh, Third hour of today will be right. You guys have each other. That's true. Exactly. Um, That sounds like. Thank you all. Thank you. So long. Folks, this is Wellness Wednesday, and it's all about being a friend. And we're out of time. According, <laughs> according to a recent study, loneliness and social isolation can be as harmful to your health as smoking 15 wow. cigarettes a day. Wow. Mm. Psychotherapist Nero Feliciano is here to help us build and maintain mm. friendships. This is an important segment. But before we dig into it, and this may seem like an odd question, but I think a lot of folks might be wondering at home, like, how many friends should you even have? Is there a healthy number of friends? So there's research on this. But first, let me just normalize that even in adults, friendships can be complicated. I have the same conversations with 12-year-olds as I do 45-year-old women about friendship changes, exclusion. And we look at social media and we get FOMO because we see people having a good time with all these friends. But the research says, this is Dunbar's research, that we need three to five. Three to five. Three to five. And these are our close-knit friends. That includes loved ones, a partner, Mm -hmm. the 2 a.m. friends. So you call at 2 a.m. if something goes down. And according to our statistics, American Survey Center says that 46% of Americans say they have three or fewer friends. Mm. 36% have less than nine friends. So we're talking about 80% of people yeah. who have less than nine friends. So not as many as you think. Wow, okay. That's yeah, I, I think friendships between men and women, you know, guy friends, female friends, I think tend to be a little different in that uh, for guys, I think, I, I think I can count three friends. Mm. And it's a very that's simple that's relationship, you know, but, but we share a lot. Where do we need, you think men have a, a friendship deficit, uh, sort of? I'm going to go there okay. right now. So, yes, this is true. And I think what you told me was you feel like there's a little less drama when it comes to mm-hmm. men's friendship, less yeah. complicated. But there's a vulnerability piece. I can't tell you how many times my husband has gone out with his friends. They've been going through big stuff, divorce, job loss. He yep. comes home like, what did they say? And he's like, oh, we didn't talk about it. Oh, my gosh, that, that is totally exactly. right. And I'm, I'm like, wait, yes. they didn't say. He's like, I'm telling you everything they I didn't know, know which is nothing. But sometimes that's why the guys want to go out. Because they've been <laughs> talking about it's it. It's true. But you know where it comes into play when you go through things, when men lose a partner, when men retire, yeah. mm-hmm. and they lose identity, they lose social connection, which usually comes through the partner. So that's when we see it actually having the detrimental effects. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So what, what qualities should you look for in a friend? Yeah. So we have different friends for different reasons, Mm -hmm. different seasons. If you think of friendship as like a social portfolio, we want to diversify. So you have your friends who you see at work every day, you chat about daily life, your friends you go out with, you have a good time with. Mm -hmm. And then you have those 2 a.m. friends who you know are going to be there in good and bad times. And the important thing is like consistency. How often do we see them? Friendships take time. But it's important that we diversify the needs because it's too much to expect in one friend or a partner to meet all those needs. What should you, how do you know when it's not necessarily time to break up, but whether a friend is worth investing in? Because some friends are heavy lifts. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. So a friendship needs to be mutual. Mm -hmm. Both people need to benefit and there are seasons where one may do the heavy lifting, but it comes back around and both feel that they're getting something out of it. There has to be a commitment to consistency 
consistency and connection. We need both people to be able to put in the time and it may not be every week, but every, you know, every month, every mm-hmm. year, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. some sort of consistency. Well, how do you prune that friendship? Because I, I know my wife from time to time, there's a friend that she told, I, I, I just don't know how to break up with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can put time in between it, start spending a little bit more time with other friends. And I know people who flat out said, you know, this friendship isn't really healthy. I'm going to put distance in between it. And it's important that to understand where those friendships are lying that are draining. How do you feel after you spend time yes. with this friend? Preach, How do you feel? Neuro. Do you have to change yourself? You know, yes. are there people who you're not a drinker? These people are drinking. We, These people are talking about people. We're out of time, but we want to continue this conversation. We're gonna, we're gonna, Can I say gonna, one more thing? Really quick. Okay. Quickly. Okay. Friends don't compete. They celebrate wins. And I just have to say, when you went to Janet Jackson and you were nasty, you were so good. These people, your wins were their wins. Your joy yep. was their joy. Oh, so they celebrated you. Yes. This is the essence of true friendship right here. Hold on to it. Invest Neuro, time. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We will be right sweet. back. That was really sweet. That's thank true. you. Don't forget our epic California adventure two days away. Friday morning, heading to Sonoma County for a huge mm-hmm. Start Today event sponsored by Sonoma County Tourism. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy birthday. 